With Hugh Freeze's second coaching staff now completed, Auburn, it's clear which offseason hire will make the largest impact. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're dapping it up. On this Friday is Montgomery Radio vet and legend Daryl Daprich hanging out with us on this Friday. Later in the show, Jason Jones, Auburn defensive lineman, will join us to talk about the newest hire of Vontrell King-Williams, his promotion to be Auburn's defensive line coach. But, Daryl, that completes the staff again for the second time this offseason before Jeremy Garrett left for the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's been a four... Coaching stats, we're not counting Wes McGriff as a new hire, even though he left and came back. We're not counting him. So of the four, of the four new members of this coaching staff, defensive coordinator DJ Durkin, co-DC Charles Kelly, offensive coordinator Derek Nix, and defensive line coach Vontrell King-Williams, it's hard to really answer the question as far as who is going to make a larger impact of these four guys in year one, because one, there's multiple coordinators involved, but I think DJ Durkin is going to make a huge impact regarding the scheme and Charles Kelly is going to make a huge impact regarding recruiting. So this was tough for me, but ultimately I decided, and I think you agree, DJ Durkin will be the most influential and impactful hire regardless of how the defense plays. I, I think DJ Durkin is the answer here. Yeah, I agree. I think DJ Durkin and his tech, his technique, and what he teaches. Uh, I love his his uh, obviously his passion and enthusiasm. I think the the, the ramped up intensity, how people have talked about that. Uh, I, I've seen him. I want to make sure I'm 100 percent correct on this because I know that it could go back and forth. But I'm pretty confident that he's on the sidelines when he's coaching. Defense, not up in the box. And I, I always like that. I, I, I think of Muschamp, mm. you know, and how fired up he would get people coming off the field, cussing at officials. I, I just – I think that old school, intense football, when you're on the sidelines, it makes more of an impact. Sure. It's, it's immediate, right? You get you get a player coming off the field, and you can look eyeball to eyeball with them. I think that's why he makes more of an impact instead of being up in the booth and up in a box. So, I, And I like his – like I said, how he teaches technique, his experience. I think he'll have the most impact. Now, Charles yeah. Kelly, as you mentioned, yeah, I love his – I think from a defensive back standpoint and how special he is coaching defensive backs, when you lose what Auburn lost in the defensive back room, that's going to be much needed. It is. It is. And uh, it seems like the, the defensive players – and Jason talks about this in the interview with him in a few minutes that we'll touch on, but – he he seems to bring that intensity. Daryl, when you and I listened to Coach Freeze and, and talked to him down in Mobile, that's something he talked about when asked about DJ Durkin was bringing an intensity to a defense that needed it. And look, I liked Ron Roberts' defense. I think what Ron Roberts did as a defensive coordinator for Auburn last year was solid. I think it was good enough. And I, I think the offense let down the defense in most situations a year ago. Not all, sadly, but most. Um and so I am curious to see how much the defense is going to change. I, I can't imagine they're going to blitz as much, but Durkin is known to send guys too, and, and he's obviously a, a, the linebacker's guy, and I think he's going to be heavily involved as a linebacker's coach as well with Aldridge moving to, to coach edge players. But um, 
I think at the end of the season, especially if Auburn overachieves, which we talked about on the show yesterday, if Auburn goes nine and three or somehow 10 and two, which would be awesome. You have to think it will be because DJ Durkin's defense overperforming in 2024. Yeah, I think the Ron Roberts defense uh, did, did a good job as far as turning to other teams over as well. I mean, Auburn getting some turnovers that had been lacking for a couple of years on the plus sure. minus side. Right. I, Look, I'm not a schematic expert as far as schemes and defenses and coverage and all that, but I do feel like the biggest area that Auburn's defense needed to improve from just the naked eye was the middle of the field. There was too much there that was get got for big gains and big plays in the middle of the field. So whether you're you know ex- whether you're giving up that to to take care of something else, I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. know the thought process behind that, but that was frustrating to watch. Uh, and so I hope that gets cleaned up as far as bringing extra guys. I love that aspect of Ron Roberts' defense, how he'd bring corners occasionally off the edge. Sure. Uh, hopefully that continues, but maybe it's linebackers. Maybe it's a different, you know, maybe it's a free safety. I don't know, but I can't wait to see how that changes. Um, and again, middle of the field, shore that up a little bit get some more sacks? Because I think your biggest concern, not wanting to speak on your behalf or for you, yeah. you you don't feel like they can get enough pass rush, yeah. enough push. You're going to have to, I mean, you're going to have to get that somewhere and it might be from bringing extra people. Yeah. I, and I mean, we saw, we saw Texas A&M's pass rush against Auburn a year ago, which was Durkin's pass rush. But was that Durkin or was that A&M just having better players in the trenches than Auburn? And yeah. Right now, I think it's more the latter. And so that's why I'm kind of saying, hey, good or bad, I think Auburn's defense will be whatever DJ Durkin leads it to be in 2024, which I think it'll be good, but I am concerned about the pass rush. And I don't think this room is complete regarding the pass rush. I think they're going to have to add guys after spring. So, you know, I'm I'm not casting full judgment on that yet. But that is my biggest concern. I'm more confident in their ability to replace and coach up talent in the defensive backfield than I am their ability to generate pass rush more consistently this season. And keep in mind, sometimes as a coordinator, you scheme to your personnel. Let's be honest, A&M had some dudes up front, some five-star defensive linemen, some dudes, Nolan and yeah. those guys. So right. that that allowed him to probably not have to bring as many linebackers and safeties. If he looks at Auburn's personnel, he may say, well, I've got to change my thought process a little bit and change my defense a little bit and bring more people uh, from from the you know linebacking and the defensive backfield. I, it just is all dictated by your personnel, and he'll realize that when he get you know, and that's what's so great about the spring and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I wonder if him, you know, the, the timing of him coming over and being hired as Auburn's DC, the portal was closed. It made no sense to transfer to Auburn. I do wonder if Durkin can have an impact in this next portal window after spring. Like, can he bring any former players from Texas AM over? They'll go through a spring with Elko. Maybe they won't love that whole new experience and they want to come play for DJ Durkin again. I think that's something that hasn't really been discussed a whole lot that could be a part of it, especially when you talk about players in the front seven. You know, that's a great point. Uh, We haven't seen very many on-the-field coaches, whether it's a head coach 
or coordinators bring a lot of their players with them like they have in other places. And, you know, other coaches getting hired, there's two, three, four dudes go, especially like Central Florida, UCF. I, I don't I, I yeah. want to see more of that. I'd like to see some AM defensive players. I'd like to see some Ole Miss <laughs> receivers maybe, you know, come in the spring. Uh that's interesting. I, you know, I, I think I, I, it, it's just weird to me that a lot of the, the Auburn hires in the last couple of years, players haven't followed their coaches. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. So we'll uh, we'll see. Derek Nix, Vontrell King, Williams, they will both make impacts on the field, obviously, as well. We'll discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. It's Super Bowl weekend, folks. It's here. It's here. And if you're not already involved with FanDuel, you need to be. So happy Super Bowl weekend to all who celebrates. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, I think it will be the Kansas City Chiefs, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown and how many points will be scored and, ho- and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Darrell, we haven't talked really about the newest edition and um, Vontrell King... Williams being promoted as a, as an off field coach internally, he was labeled as the assistant D line coach and and obviously assistant D line coaches. They can't help on the field, but they can help you off the field and in the film room and things like that. So this guy seems well loved by everyone. And, um, it was kind of listed as a possibility. And then, it seems like Auburn went for a few home run moves and then they went with the internal hire, which surprises me a little bit. But the more people I talk to that know Von Trell, Jason Jones being one of them that we, we play that in the next segment, it seems like this is a guy that's loved by everyone within the football program. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. I, I, I credit Auburn for going out and trying to hit a home run. I know that the, popular decision within the defensive line room would just to be to promote Von Trell. And sometimes you have to get around that and still say, Hey, I'm not going to let, you know, the players dictate hiring decisions. But at the end of the day, when they didn't get what appeared to not get a couple of candidates, this is the, the best move and the smartest move. The defensive line room is extremely happy. We've heard that from multiple sources. They love him. They'll play hard for him. There's a familiarity. He's got a lot of connections in the Atlanta area from Mm -hmm. a recruiting tie standpoint, uh, which will be beneficial uh, in the coming years. So it's a nice, seamless transition from off the field to on the field. That's a comfort hire and letting him kind of grow into that role. I think when you've got Durkin and Kelly already on your staff, you're afforded the opportunity in Aldridge, who will now coach Edges, you're mm-hmm. afforded the opportunity to let somebody come in and and try to learn and grow with that learning curve. Yeah, and obviously the biggest question here, I, I'm more interested in what can he do on the recruiting trail now because you've got a lot of guys that are in your room that are committed for the 2025 class. It's a 
massive chunk, uh, both physically and numbers-wise, a massive chunk of your 2025 class that are defensive linemen, in-state defensive linemen. So can, can he keep that relationship with them going? You have to assume they already had a relationship with them because all these guys have been on campus, and I'm sure they spoke to him. So he's got to keep that going. But everything you hear about Vontrell King-Williams is the fact that he's so personable. Everybody loves being around him. And that's those are usually traits of solid recruiters. And so Hugh Freeze, yeah. uh, Hugh Freeze would not hire him if he did not think that the work ethic would be there to be efficient and effective and relentless on the recruiting trail. So, I mean, there's a chance, dude, that this guy really becomes a rising star. I mean, there's a chance that Auburn hits a jackpot with this guy, and, yeah. and I'm excited to see what he does. I think the first immediate impact you'll see is the kids that are in the room right now will play for him. We'll play hard for him and are very, very close to him and do not want to let him down. He has a relationship with a lot yeah. of them. That's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Um, and sure. then, like you said, I, I, I did some research. I looked up and, and found some notes. And again, his his recruiting ties in the metro Atlanta area are really sufficient. And Auburn obviously always dips in, into, into Georgia. So, Have yeah, to. the recruiting aspect will be remain to be seen. I think we'll see the on-field impact quicker uh, because of the way these kids – enjoy him in the room and, and play for him. Uh, that part is, it's a no brainer. So I, I give credit to Auburn for trying to get something outside the box. And then when it didn't work out, the, the next best thing is to keep it familiar. And they did that. I do think he's going to have his hands full to some extent, Daryl, because we all assume Jason Jones will start at nose. We assume Keldrick Falk will start at end. I don't think anything else is really set in stone mm -mm. outside of that because, like, is Trill Carter the favorite to start of the three technique or is Trill Carter the transfer from Texas? Is he going to be Jason Jones' backup? What about Gage Keys? Is he a locked? Is he a favorite to be the starter at the three technique because you went out and pursued him via the portal? Is he going to be a backup defensive end? I, I, I don't know. Do you go small in pass rushing situations and put him at nose and scoot other people inside? I'm not sure. And then obviously you've got to coach up this very talented defensive line room that is now a part of this 2024 class with Malik Blockton and TJ Lindsay and Amaris Williams. So none of these spots are really, it's, it's almost impossible to guess. It's almost impossible to project where some of these guys are going to be outside of Keldrick Falk and Jason Jones. We don't know because I think the the, the uh, answer is incomplete. I, I mm -hmm. do believe that we're going to find more of an answer after the spring portal opens. I think it's a position of need that you immediately go out before any other position room and position group and say, I need a couple bodies. And maybe just perhaps like Auburn got with Echo Leota uh, that one year and, and hit and, you know, basically got somebody in that later transfer portal that was a starter and contributed that's what you're going to need to find. I think you're going to – I like Trill Carter. I think he's perfectly capable of starting alongside Jason Jones and Falk. I like Keys. But I think one or two more dudes, and maybe you look for one guy that you can just plug and play right away like we like Auburn did a couple of years ago. And they'll be out there. They'll be out there after the spring. So yeah. that's why right now it's incomplete to me. Yeah, and I hear people typing right now, Eculiota joined late. He transferred and announced his transfer early, but he was not able to go through spring because he was finishing up stuff at Northwestern. So that that is what Daryl's referring to. Don't right. don't keyboard warriors, man. They've yeah. been relentless this week. I just know he didn't go through spring, and whoever Auburn brings in right. this time will not go through spring. So th there's the analogy.
Yeah, and we saw like we saw Jalen McLeod not go through spring last year, and you know I, I think I think his season would have been different, especially in the first half. I think his was more injury related, not him going through spring. I think we're going to see a related. big difference this upcoming year with Jalen McLeod going through spring. I'll put. It I that hope way. so, man. Yeah the the defensive line, it's like they all got hurt the last week of fall camp, and it's like this is not. Oh, that was scary. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. And a lot of those guys, I think, really played through it. And then the Cal game, it's like, okay, I think they I think they're okay. I think they're okay. But yeah, that was um that was something that hopefully doesn't happen again moving forward. But yeah, they've got to add guys. They've got to add jacks or edges or whatever DJ Durkin's gonna call them in this defense. And they've got to figure out I think they've got to get another defensive end. Um mm -hmm. but we'll see. Unless unless Malik Blockton or TJ Lindsay or Amaris Williams come in and just blow them away, which could happen. They could say, you know what? We're just gonna go young. We're gonna ride it. But there there's still a handful of scholarships left. And there's not a whole lot of positions where I'm really thinking Auburn has to add bodies to that position. So to me, almost like by default. You need defensive linemen, so I, I, agree. I expect I expect that room to change. It would have been and nice so, if if Kite could have come back. I think he did a really good job early on when sure. you talked about all those other injuries holding down the fort. Uh, we kind of glossed over. I, I know we talked about Williams. I had him at, at four. That means we both had Derek Nix at three. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest impact Derek Nix is going to make is the receiving room. As far as I, it's not going to be playing calling plays because that's going to be Hugh Freeze, but getting. You know, getting guys open, scheming up plays to get these this these young receivers and these existing receivers open, and I think that's where he's going to have his most important impact. Yeah. All right, Jason Jones, Auburn defensive lineman, coming up to talk about his relationship, um, with Auburn's latest uh, position coach. In the meantime, Daryl, how can people check out everything that you have going on? You can follow me at xdap6410, every Auburn post-game basketball show with you live, and then Wednesdays and Fridays right here on Locked on Auburn. Yeah, of course, the next live show will be tomorrow, which we'll see if Auburn can get it done in Gainesville. That'll be fun to see. Jason Jones coming up. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. AlumniHall.com is the place to go to buy all of your Auburn officially licensed swag. As a matter of fact, it's for... Um, men, women, children, pets, animals, your walls, knickknacks for your desk. They have it all covered at alumnihall.com or any of their three great physical locations at Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. Baseball starts next weekend. Auburn baseball starts next weekend. Make sure you're ready for opening day. They've got jerseys and shirts and all sorts of things for baseball as well as basketball. If you want to get, make sure you're ready for when Kentucky comes to town and you're all decked out in basketball gear, they've got it. You have got everything covered. That's at alumnihall.com or any of their three physical locations in Auburn, Opelika and Huntsville. Joining us now here on locked on Auburn, Auburn defensive lineman, Jason Jones. Last time we talked, there was no defensive coordinator and Jeremy Garrett was a defensive line coach. Now we talk. DJ Durkin has been, hired as D.C., and then obviously Von Trell King-Williams has been elevated to be Auburn's defensive line coach. Tell me about Coach King-Williams, because it, it seems like he's pretty universally liked, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I can speak, I pretty much can't speak for everybody in the D-line room. We're all happy for that hire, um, and I even talked to uh, many people 
about it, and they're all happy. I'm happy, like I said. Um, Von Terrell, I mean, he he's a he's a type of guy that you want to be around, high energy, great person, just just a genuine person, and just in general, you know, he isn't out there for the money. He's out there for relationships, and I think that's what, one of the most important things that you need to do, especially in this profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as is his approach to the game, I mean, it, it seems like the energy around this guy, just talking to you and talking to other folks. I mean, it seems like he's always in a good mood. It seems like he's well liked by everybody. How do you expect that? How do you expect him to be as now an on the field coach for a major college football yeah. program? Well, I don't think it would be any different. I mean, I think, again, that's just his personality. I don't think because a, a job title will change who he is. Yeah. You know, and obviously I hope not. Um, but I, I just don't see that happening in him. Again, um, he's going to be sure. a great D-line coach. He's, again, uh, very well loved and liked by the staff and even players. So, again, I'm glad for him and I'm happy for him to get to yeah. have that step in his life and him being our next defensive line coach. Yeah, I'm everybody. I guess the big question is when you go from kind of off-field analyst role to on-the-field role, the big question is, okay, recruiting but if that's his personality i mean that's that's like the mark of a great recruiter is mm -hmm. you know a guy who can build relationships and a guy that people want to be around so i assume you think he'll be a solid recruiter on the trail yeah most definitely i mean again he's very lovable very likable so i don't i don't again i don't really yeah i got you, you know. uh as far as uh as far as the the hiring of of now defensive coordinator DJ Durkin. Um, have you been able to speak to him yet? Has he spoken to the team? Oh, yeah, many What's times. kind of the latest with that? Yeah. Many times. I spoke to him many times and just we've had like deep conversations. Mm -hmm. We had some casual conversations, but just my experience with him so far, I love him. I love I love his ball knowledge too. You you can tell he's been around the game and around a lot of great people for a very long time. Um and I, again I'm I, I believe it's gonna be something similar. And I hope so because um, I love the play calling and everything last year. Sure. So I just hope that we build on that. Um, again, Dur Durgan's an amazing person, very knowledgeable. And same thing with him. I just can't wait to get coached by him. Something Free said when he was speaking to the media in Mobile mm -hmm. last week, two weeks ago, whenever that was. Last week. Uh, uh, last yeah. 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 It's It's been um, – he talks about like him bringing in intensity – to the defense, do you feel like that's something that this defense needs? Definitely, and like we had our first uh, meeting with him this week, last week, this week or last week, okay. and it was just high intensity, just high intensity, which which I think everybody fed off of it because I think we, we after after so we had our team run and everyone fed off of it, and we had a great team run after that. Again, he he brings that energy that you need as a D coordinator. He brings that intensity. And not only that, um, Ted Dixon is very important to him as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, speaking of just that time in, in Mobile, there were a lot of Auburn defensive players there, you know, losing Marcus Harris and losing DJ and Nehemiah and, uh, and Jalen. Who are the leaders of this defense now, Jason? And would you put your name um, up there with those leaders? I believe I, I believe I would, but I just... You know, it ain't all about me either. I mean, I believe Keontae Scott's a really uh, vocal part, and Eugene Asante, um, who else? I mean, even Keldrick Falk. You know, I think I think those people really stepped up, especially Keldrick. I believe he stepped up a big time, especially from last year to this year. And even last year, yeah. he was leading a little bit as a freshman, which is really huge for your development too. So, I mean... um. 
Keontae just he always brings a high high energy, and also Eugene also brings the high energy, and you see it all the time, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. As far as you know, this part of the year, Jason, it, I don't think you guys are quite at the point where you're installing stuff and getting ready to, for the scheme and X's and O's part of spring, but you are preparing physically. How is that going as far as you personally? Me personally, I mean, I, I feel a lot stronger, I feel faster. And what I've realized um, a lot of times is, is, is the way is the way how you eat, how you sleep, and how you do things, you know. Um, you can really tell on the field or when you're working out, when you're running, if people are taking care of their bodies. It's very evident, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's killing the workouts, killing the run, you know that, that they're taking care of their bodies. If not, then not so much, so... Uh, I know me personally, like I've been doing amazing. I feel like I've been doing amazing during the workouts and runs and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, my, I think one of my vocal points is just, you know, obviously being dominant this year. Sure. As far as, I mean, you're an upperclassman now. You've been playing college football for a few seasons now, and that means you've mm -hmm. gone through a, a few off seasons yeah. as well. I mean, that's got to be valuable. I mean, you know what this cycle looks like you know what the routine is as far as preparing for the upcoming season and recovery and staying healthy and knowing when to go all in you know mm -hmm. as far as physically and kind of preparing yourself i mean that that's got to be something that is valuable but you probably didn't really think about that a whole lot as it was happening yeah when i was younger i obviously like i was kind of stressing and overwhelmed like oh these workouts are so hard why why, why are we doing yeah. this and stuff like that but as i got older i started to see why and the workouts I'm, i wouldn't say that that got easier i just i just started to learn how to take care of my body because i didn't learn how to take care of my body you know in high school you can just go out there and be done you know what i'm saying but like this this sport asks a lot from you know anybody who plays so it's, it's very important to take advantage of everybody who's in that building as far as trainers and nutrition mm -hmm. right right um any any more young guys stepping up i know you mentioned keldrick but any other young guys that have caught your eye over the last few weeks um i always bring up uh these two and this malik blockton and his um tj Lindsay again just mm -hmm. two amazing athletes um them two like especially um TJ's lateral quickness is like probably the best I've ever seen from a freshman D tackle I've ever. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And he he can go sideline to sideline pretty fast. Malik is really good in the pass rush. I believe he's also good in the run too. So he he, he shows a little bit of resemblance of his brother, in my are, opinion. Especially when he was working out with us during the winter. Are they both ends or can they scoot inside as well? I believe that um I can't give you a clear answer, but I believe that they can both play D-tackle and D-end. I mean, they have okay. that ability and they have the body type, too. Yeah. We just got to it just got to see where everybody fits in the best, especially and that's what spring ball is for. Right. As far as like freshmen coming in and playing right away, Jason, a lot of that has to do with like, can their bodies physically handle it? And can they mm -hmm. resist and, you know, battle in the trenches, and right? It's not necessarily like, yeah. yeah. Do you think they have that or is it too early to tell? I want to say it's too early for TJ. I got to see him on the field. I think for Malik, he, he's, he can play. Okay. I think he will. I think he will play this year. Yeah. Um, but like I said, for TJ, I, I just got to see him play, you know, lifting and working out and running is different than two, 300 pounders trying to roll you off the ball.
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So no, totally, totally. Jason, thank you so much for your time as always, man. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll talk soon. All right, thank you. That is Jason Jones. Thank you so much to Jason. Thank you so much to Daryl for hanging out with us today. Be sure to like the video, subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn.